This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Today, Dave and I are going to talk about our fly fishing bucket lists. Neither one of us are really all that interested in skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing, or riding a bull named Fu Manchu, to borrow the words of one of Tim McGraw's songs. <laughs> Love it. Well, maybe Rocky Mountain climbing. That might fit in as long as it gets us to a high mountain lake to fly fish. Exactly. I and, do not want to do hiking no, for the sake of hiking. No. And that's the point, isn't it? Our bucket lists have a lot to do with fly fishing, so we're going to share what's on our lists. Now, this is a fun topic, but what we found is that these kinds of dreams keep us going as fly fishers, and they help us plan for the future, and I think even teach us something about the fly fishing experiences that we value. Dave, does your bucket list do that for you? Absolutely, although I have two kids in college this year, so I'm thinking about these bucket lists of being uh, down the road away. Right. So uh, fly fishing bucket list is something I'd love to do. But even if I don't get to do it, I think I'm going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, here we go. And we'll kind of alternate on these. Uh, Dave, why don't you get us started? What's the first thing in your list? I think the first thing you should know is that I don't have dreams of exotic vacations. That's just not how I think. And each fly fisher is different. Uh, some people dream about going to Belize or going to Chile or going to you know New Zealand. Thinking about my bucket list list is really about the question, you know, for the next 20 or 30 years or 40 years, hopefully, and if I'm able to fly fish, you know, what do I want to be doing? And um, I think one of those is I'd love to go to Alaska. Um, I've never been to Alaska. I've been to Russia four times and been to Europe and Mexico, but I've never been uh, to Alaska. I would love to do that, fish uh, for rainbows, fish for salmon, and uh, try to avoid the, the big brown bears, the grizzlies out there no kidding but uh, but alaska is definitely one of them you've you've been there so i have and i i'd love to go back when when i went uh three years ago uh, my wife and i went for our 30th wedding anniversary and and her sister and her husband and family lived up there they moved up there about a year before uh, we got married so they've been there a long time and and uh, great outdoors people they're really not fly fishers so it was not a fly fishing trip but i I did get get out and uh the the best day i had was on a a creek called clear creek it remind you a lot of the the boulder river or uh 16 mile creek but it ran into the talkeetna river and there were a lot of people fishing for salmon right where the clear creek emptied into the talkeetna the problem was it was kind of between salmon runs and so uh you know i had talked to some guys in a fly shop and and they said you know you're probably going to do better fishing for rainbows I said, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. So I I, I walked up uh, Clear Creek, maybe half a mile, and man, I caught a bunch of rainbows wow. on uh, on streamers. And but it made me realize I, I'd love to go back. I, I did hook into a, you know into a, a nice king, beautiful spawn colors, wow. and, and and I, I had my nine foot six weight because I really wasn't <laughs> planning to fish for salmon. And I, you know, after 
five minutes or so, I, I you know, cut it loose. Like, I'm not going to break my rod yeah, for this. Exactly. But, I, wow. but I, I agree. So that, that's that's on my bucket list, too. I'd love to go back and yeah, do some serious fly fishing for uh, salmon and rainbows. It would be great to go with the specific purpose of fly fishing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and not... Okay, this is just maybe a side comment, but and not go with a big outfitter, mm-hmm. but go with yeah. people who are you know go with guides, right? Local, mm-hmm. know the rivers. Um, I don't yeah. need to be you know set up in a big lodge and yeah, you know, spend exactly. ten grand for yeah, right. Um, it'd be really great to do and just really enjoy it as as a real fly fisher, not yeah. someone who's kind of put up. Right? Yep, and absolutely. Kept while you're out there. Yep, I agree. All right, Dave, here's an item on my bucket list, and this is kind of at the top of the list, and that is to catch fall browns on the Missouri or on the Madison. Now, I've actually done that before, but uh, I've never really caught that many. Uh, probably the biggest brown I ever caught in my life was on the Craig section of the Missouri, caught it on a streamer, and, and I was in a friend's drift boat. And, and But I, I've always wanted to go back and, and to be able to fish for those. Uh, same thing on the Madison, especially uh, you know down near Yellowstone Park or even in the park when those browns are, are running. I, I love to, I love to get in there when the action is is hot. Uh, caught some in in the bear trap uh, one year, uh, some spawners. It was uh, it was actually during hunting season. It was too hot to uh, to hunt that day, so my son uh, Luke and I went out and and boy, we caught some 19, 20 inch big old browns with hook wow. jaws. It wow. was really cool but you know that that's the thing about it i i'm like you i you know at the top of my bucket list is not so much to go to exotic places but a lot of it is just to fish some of these places that i've fished before and maybe i've had one or two banner days or in some cases i've had no banner days but i know that they're there you just have to hit it right and i would just i just love to go to some water that 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 i fished before i i think you know that the u.s has so many places like that so before i you know think about getting on a plane and you know traveling 14 hours to you know uh, another time zone halfway around the world I, I just loved some more experiences on some of those big rivers here in the states well i would agree with that i would say you know if you've not fished the spawners in the in montana in the spring or you know hit it big on within hopper season let's say on the yellowstone let's say in late july mid-august um or the fall browns uh i don't think i've ever i i know i've caught some browns in the fall in montana but i have never hit the runs either and i think you and i are thinking about putting together a trip to do that. We are. We're looking at doing that here. Uh, you know, th- this fall, this podcast is being recorded in the spring, and we're, we're actually planning a, a trip. So hopefully that's uh, uh, that's one thing we can cross off our bucket list. Although I have a hunch that that it'll go right back to the top of mine, even if we do really well. That just sounds right. fun. I mean, why go to an exotic place and, you know, have a couple bad days when you know where there are fish in a place like the Bozeman. Yeah. So the when Bozeman I have area. a couple bad days here, then yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so I would say my next uh, bucket list place for fly fishing would be to fly fish for steelhead in the Northwest. I've done it once. Um, there's so much uh, on steelhead fishing, and there's so many podcasts and articles and fly fishing 
fishing personalities. Um, the whole segment of the industry is devoted to steelhead fishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to do some of that. It's not something yeah. I aspire to, to make mm-hmm. it, you know, a complete part of my fly fishing. Right. But I would love mm-hmm. to do it. I'd love to make several trips of it. Uh, my brother, uh, Matt, has fly fished uh, for steelhead um, in Washington. He's also uh, done some trout trips uh, in Oregon, floated some rivers out in Oregon. Yeah. I'd love to go out there for both, both trout and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and steelhead. That'd be great. I mean, I one of my earliest memories, my earliest memory of being on a river was uh, with my dad when we lived near Tillamook, Oregon, and I was like four years old, and and he took me out one day on the Kilchis River. Of course, he wasn't fly fishing. He, you know, whatever he caught was on a spinning rod. But I, uh, I've often thought, of, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go out too and and do that. That's a really cool thing. You know, something else that's on my bucket list, and it's just recent, is is catching some of those big browns on the Osable River in Michigan. And it's not because I'm uh, just into brown trout, but uh, w- one of the things that, that I've, I've always wanted to do here in the Midwest is is to latch into some big trout. And I've caught a lot of trout here, but nothing of any size, and I'm, I'm fine with that. But recently I was up in uh, northern Michigan uh, in Grayling, and uh, my, my one of my sons and I were fly fishing, and we, uh, we were catching brown rookies and it was a lot of fun but as i talked to uh the, the guys in the uh the old Osabo uh, river fly shop in grayling uh, they were telling me you ought to come out sometime in june first part of july and that's when they're catching some big browns in uh, these these rivers and the Osable and the Manistee. Uh, they're they're catching them on sulfurs and brown drakes. But here's the deal, and and that, this isn't particularly surprising if you know anything about brown trout. But uh, they are. You, you book a trip through the shop, uh, you'll show up at seven o'clock in the evening. Yeah, that's and then, awesome. Yeah, and you'll get out in the river at seven thirty, and you may fish till two a.m. And there's enough ambient light and they know what they're doing but but they're fishing the spinner falls and they've said they have they've pulled in some really big browns and wow that would be awesome uh, i thought that would be that would be fun to do i i mean i love we've talked about this before in other podcasts we love uh small streams and we've really enjoyed the the driftless and in uh, minnesota and in wisconsin we've uh, i enjoyed the you know northern michigan but i i still would you know catching all those little fish but i would still love to catch some big ones so that that's why that's on my list yeah well i I add that to my list now my next one would be um more of an exotic trip maybe to patagonia or chile or argentina um some trip i'd like to do it at least once i don't feel like i have to visit every exotic fly fishing place but it'd be nice to do one i mean you hear about um you know just the flying into certain areas and the whole it's really more about the experience the total experience than it is the actual fly fishing right yeah i think it is i've I've always had new zealand for some reason that's that's been the one that's kind of captivated me so our friend toby uh out at the fins and feathers fly shop out in bozeman montana i know in the winter time he'll he'll go down to belize and i know he's taken lots of trips like mm-hmm. new zealand yeah. australia right uh, i think there's some of those are he takes clients out there yeah. as well mm-hmm. so uh it's always fun to see see those picks you know with bonefish yep. and the different types of fish that they catch um so I, i'd like to do it once it's not something that right. i'd like to do a lot 
um, yep. partly because I love catching fish and I love catching them in Montana. Yep. And I love the driftless and I love where we fish, mm-hmm. uh, but I'd like to do that once. I agree. Here's a final bucket list item for me, and that is to have a banner day with each one of my family members. And I I have with my two sons, when we lived in Montana, we had some great days together on on the Madison. We had had a couple up in Yellowstone Park one day down uh, fishing the Yellowstone with hoppers. But I I would really love to... uh, you know, get each, take each one of my family members. And that's my, uh, I've, I've got four kids and the oldest three are married. So that's, uh, uh, sons and daughters and sons-in-law and a daughter-in-law. And it's crazy. Last summer we were all, uh, camped up the Boulder river in Montana and they all, uh, they all started, they all wanted to try fly fishing those who didn't. And, and every one of them caught trout and they all said, Hey, this is something we want to do again. So I think for me, uh, that would be something as well, just to be able to share that with them and not just to go catch a couple fish, but to have one of those, you know, one of those 20 or 30 fish days that only come along every once in a while, but to be able to share that with each one of them. You know, I didn't even think about that when we started discussing this topic uh, and what we talk about on this podcast. Maybe that shows how selfish I am. <laughs> I think so. We'll talk about that afterwards. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, but I agree with that, man. I, my son Corey, I have not taken out very much uh, uh, in terms of fly fishing. We fished a lot in North Dakota and Pike, and you know, walleye. And he's caught a ton of fish through the years, but not a lot fly fishing. And I would love um, to have a banner day with uh, with my son Corey. I have three other kids. My oldest yeah. son is not as into fishing, mm-hmm. um, but with each of them, I would love to have a banner day. That's a really great uh, and wonderful idea. That would be cool. Yeah, it would be really awesome. Well, maybe we can wrap this up by just making some observations about our bucket list. I can start with this. I think one of them is that uh, uh, we're we're both uh, just interested in catching fish. Absolutely. And while, you know, New Zealand or Germany or or Argentina sound exciting, I I just want to do better here in the U.S. Uh, To me, it's all about catching fish. And I've, I've never gotten tired of the great days that I've had here and honestly I, I would love to squeeze more days out on places I've done well now you know maybe maybe if I had enough of those maybe I'd say oh, I want to do something different but boy I, I could go back to the same places every year and and if, if I was doing well that would that would keep me happy for a lot of years I think the corollary to that is so much of a fly fishing trip is about getting to the place and getting back. Yeah. And there's so much energy that's spent and there's so much time that's spent not fishing. I mean, think about it. You and I could jump on a plane today and be, you know, if we got on an early flight out of Chicago, we'd be fly fishing by what, three o'clock? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Out in some of our favorite runs out in Mm -hmm. Montana. And so, uh, I don't know. I'm totally for exotic vacations and the experience and the guy time and the eating and, and but at the end of the day I am like you I I want to catch fish and I want to yep. catch fish where I'm not being kept by an outfitter. Right. And I mentioned mm-hmm. that a little bit earlier, but so much of, um, you know, when you take these trips, I mean, it, it's an outfitter that's taking you, right. they hand you the fly mm-hmm. rod, they give you the fly, you know, and it, 
I'm sorry, but that's just You're not pretty why restricted. I, yeah, yeah, it's not why I fly fish. Yep, you and, really um, are. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. And so for me, I love the actual act of fly fishing and having those banner days on great rivers that I know and love and and I have miles ahead of me that I can mm-hmm. fish. Yep, that's right. Yeah, I think you're you're more in control, and and I agree. I've I've done some overseas travel too, and if if you fly to somewhere like New Zealand, good night. It's going to take you a long time to recover from yeah, the flight. Exactly. And yeah, it's and it's fine. Maybe we'll do it someday. But do we sound like a couple old raisins or what? Yeah, I guess so. I guess we are, huh? Yeah, but old raisins who really like to catch fish. That's true. Yeah. It's all about catching yeah. fish. Well, and I think the other thing we we keep talking about too is you know our, our lists do have a lot to do with uh, relationships and uh, family and friends that's a that's a big one isn't it yeah it's huge well it's time now for great stuff from our listeners we do enjoy reading the, the comments that you make and the questions that you raise both on our facebook but also on our on our website Uh, One recent comment that caught my eye was from Glenn in New York State, who talked about skating hoppers on the surface of the water. Uh, Maybe that stood out to me because about a week ago when I was fly fishing the Osable River in northern Michigan, uh, our guide kept talking about the importance of skating our caddis on the water. And it occurred to me that this technique is easier and perhaps more necessary on some of the gentle rivers in the east than in the Midwest. Now, I've used this technique before in Montana and Wyoming, but it doesn't seem to be emphasized or discussed there. Do you find that to be true, no, I don't. I don't. I mean, all the years I spent in Montana and Colorado, I don't even remember you hearing the phrase skiing. No, yeah. no. And I, and I think I've done it sometimes instinctively. Say, well, okay, I'm I'm fishing a caddis pattern. I'm just going to jig it a little bit so it, you know, it's making movement in the water. But my theory is maybe it's because in in the West, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, you've got these large freestone rivers, and they're moving more quickly. They're more riffles. Uh, I think the fish have to make quicker decisions so the skating technique isn't always necessary if they see a fly boom i mean they've got to decide now am i going to get it or not it's the speed of the river yeah exactly we're here um and and just listening to a guide that we had great guide named justin uh, up in the ensemble he said you know you you really have to you know they've got time to look at these flies and uh, they, they have time to see what's on the surface and so by you know skating it what i would call just giving it a little twitch uh you know that that looks like what they see with a with a dying insect you know on the water that's really good yeah that's a good tip so yeah i think too in the west you uh, you may not always be able in swifter current to be able to um, you know, to skate your, your fly. It's just harder. So anyway, that's uh, that's our tip for the day. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, please share with us what's on your fly fishing bucket list. Uh, you can do that by going to twoguysinariver.com and commenting on this podcast link. What is on your fly fishing bucket list? Uh, we'd love to hear about it. You can find Two Guys in a River on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast feed on your mobile phone or tablet. Each week, we publish a new episode of the podcast and a new article. Many of our listeners uh, to the podcast use podcasts, which you can find in your app store as the online app to listen to our podcast. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. (laughs) 